Again, to uh, Campus Comics Cast, this episode we will not be going through the previews catalog. We just got that one done, and that should be up in the next couple of days. Doesn't matter what I'm saying this because this is whenever you listen to it. So <laughs> it is a recorded podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so anyway, we are inside uh, Campus Comics again here on Main Street in Carbondale, and we're going to do a little bit talking about several different subjects tonight and. Uh, Help me move things along and keep me on track are... Dan Brown and Scott Reed. Okay, so um, first of all, before we get started and talking about any of the uh, other media stuff that's involved, you know, like in movies or anything like that, and we are going to be talking about some comics that are coming out, we need to take just a few minutes to talk about one of the greats in the early days, especially of, uh, well, you know, the late Golden Age, early Silver Age, Mm -hmm. and then into the er the Age of Marvel. You know, that, and that was the passing on, when was it, June 29th, I yeah. think? I think, like I think they announced little... it on Friday, Yeah, but he had passed yeah. apparently a couple of days prior to that, right, is what, to I'd, that. what I'd heard. So. Right. Of, uh, and we're talking about uh, Steve Ditko, mm-hmm. who may not be the household name that, like, say, Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, Bob Kane, or any of those right. kind of people are. But he was none, nonetheless, you know, a super important part of yes. you know that era of comics and especially uh, in Marvel. Yeah, I think know. I think part of that too is he didn't want to be a household yeah, name. No. He was very you know private. Mm-hmm. I know uh, when the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man film came out, Wizard requested an interview with him like nine times, <laughs> and he shot him down every time. Yeah, so. Right. Yeah, and, that, and, and that wasn't just a new thing with him in his later life. He was that way apparently almost his entire life, and mm-hmm. and uh, he just always was apparently very very private. There are very few photos of him available online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I regularly see on eBay people selling his high school yearbook, attempt, uh, attempting to sell his high school yearbook for hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. um, a copy. So it's uh, there are very few photos. That's of him probably out there. the most common photo I've seen of yes. him was his high school yearbook photo. Um, we're jumping right into this, but really, you know, Steve Ditko, again, like he's not as big a name as that, but he was the co-creator of several characters that are still being printed today, mm-hmm. most notably, obviously, Spider-Man. Yes. It was Stan Lee and Steve Ditko co-created Spider-Man. Also, Doctor Strange, Strange. he mm-hmm. was the co-creator of that. Um, went on, you know, worked a lot with Charlton. You know, yes. I think he did the Ted Cord Blue Beetle, right? Yes. He yeah. created him. And... Uh, other DC characters like the question. question. Well, D- the question was a Charlton yeah, character yeah, as well. Right, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, they've all been acquired by DC since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Creeper, Creeper, Hawk Shade and, the Changing Man, Hawk and Hawk Dove, and Dove. Yeah. Squirrel Girl. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Did, uh, did Speedball? Wasn't his Speedball his as well? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Dove too is going to be on that new Teen Titans show. I think that they're doing so, <laughs> like another character of his in another media. Right. So, yeah, it was just. Uh, 
like I said, not a lot to say about Steve Ditko because there's not a lot to know about Steve Ditko, you know, because <laughs> he kind of kept all that out of the spotlight. Yep. Um, one of the things that was most remarkable to me about uh, Steve Ditko at the time of, uh, you know, Doctor Strange now, you know, with the MCU movies, you know, he's mm -hmm. huge. But all but prior to that, he was probably, you know, a second at best tier character, maybe yeah. even third. But, I mean, it happened in the 60s, and it almost foreshadowed the psychedelia mm -hmm. of the era because, it, you know, as he drove all this, you know, the Source of Supreme and the astral planes and all these strange and supernatural things and just the psychedelic artwork that he had, you know, kind mm -hmm. of before that was a thing, yep. you know. <laughs> Before that was a thing, so it was pretty cool. So. I've heard, I've heard, you know, people retelling stories about how looking at some of his Doctor Strange uh, work would lead them to like LSD use, and whenever, <laughs> and then whenever they would tell if they would see him and talk to him about that, he would be so, you know, shocked and mm -hmm. appalled that his artwork had had that impact on people that it would lead them to something like that because it was, it's just kind of humorous how that yeah. how that kind of plays out. So, so yeah, very. Uh, very interesting guy. Like I said, there's not a lot to know, but you know, know a lot of he was really into objectivism. Uh, yes. and Ayn Rand, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I think I think that's a lot of what. They, there's no real good story about why he left Marvel and and why he left Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Stan Lee's not even you know saying why he left. But part of objectivism is that there's no belief in anything that's supernatural. Mm -hmm. So I can't help but suspect that him you know having this supernatural character and then you know not that not matching his personal life maybe led in some shape form or fashion to him leaving that and and to creating more grounded characters like you know question and hawk and dove that really don't have superpowers or mm -hmm. or um you know any kind of magical ability at all so right yeah so it's a more the more like uh, you know he wouldn't sign things mm -hmm. uh he wouldn't sell his original artwork there's stories about him destroying or reusing his original artwork i mean here he's this is a guy who left obviously money was not an issue for him because he left you know, thousands, hundreds of potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table oh, yeah. by not doing this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he could have gone to, you know, you know, he could be pulling in the type of signing money that Stan Lee does, you know, several hundred dollars in an autograph if he had chose if he had chose to do that. Um, but there are stories of people who will um, and I this is one of those things that I intended to do and never just got around to it. But if you would, you know, mail him a letter and ask him some non-comic book related question and if you included a self-addressed envelope he would actually respond to your question it, it, and sign it at the end so if you needed a steve ditko autograph that's how you <laughs> that's actually do it, it and yeah. i know of t i know of at least two people that actually did this where they would send him some non-comic question and, and huh. he would he would respond to them so there's so they hey, have steve ditko autographs but just not on comic books right. yeah it's just any <laughs> subject any yeah subject yeah other than so you know you could talk to him about ayn rand or atlas shrugged or mm. or you know Comment some political or, issue or right. something completely you know off of comics and you know he would and he would would be into it um i was looking at my i had some notes about some things you know i guess to me like to me his his best work or the thing that i appreciated the most though was definitely his doctor strange stuff you know mm -hmm. he, uh, the way he envisioned some of those cosmic concept characters like eternity and stuff were just were just fantastic and then those made it out of you know out of the comic media into like you had mentioned before and just like some you know pop culture and stuff at the time and that was released so mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so much of his personality, too, just seems like such a counterpoint to Stan Lee, though. Yes. This sort of shameless self-promoter. Mm-hmm. It's like, you almost wonder, like, is that part of why he was so reclusive? And just like, Stan does this, there's no way I'm ever doing that. <laughs> right. you know what I mean? I'm not saying it was, Don't of course, but me. it seems to be such a flip side mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. But, I, but And he was working, as far as we know, up until yeah. this, the, definitely the last few months so it's it was like even at age 90 you know it was kind of a shock to hear about him passing because you know you would still see new stuff solicited from steve ditko from time mm-hmm. from time to time especially like the mr a stuff was right i think yeah. he was was working on recently i spoke to somebody about ditko this last weekend at a convention that i was at and and the reason why he did a lot of self-publishing and stuff was that or through a not through marvel or dc because these are companies that would have loved to have ditko stuff and he just did not want any of his work to be manipulated. If he did something weird and put it on a page, he wanted it represented exactly as he had it on the page. Mm-hmm. So, because I heard that that was why he didn't want to give like, uh, you know, autographs or do appearances or anything. He just wanted to communicate people to people through his mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Really, that's kind of like I don't want to talk to anybody. If they want to get to know me, read my stuff. Yeah. Look at the stuff that mm-hmm. I've drawn. You know, just kind of that way. And, of course, with that whole objectivism, part of that is that if a person, you know, a person should do what they think is right and what Mm -hmm. makes them happy, as long as it doesn't step on somebody else's happiness, then that's what Mm -hmm. they should do. And, you know, he he probably practiced that to the fullest. Definitely any individual that I'm aware of. Right. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting, interesting guy in Mm -hmm. the the comics world. Like I said, I wasn't aware he was working and some of the still working. And then some of the stuff that he did work on was really surprising, you know, to me. And I can't, I don't have the list in front of me right now, but some of like licensed properties and stuff that he did work on was kind of surprising. Do you think we get tribute books out of this? I hope so. You think Marvel mm-hmm. prints something or DC reprints some old stuff? There or? will be at a minimum, you know, we'll see on most of the major comic publishers in the next month or two that back cover or, right. or something, right. you know, salute like we saw for most of the, the, the creators as they pass. So mm-hmm. so hopefully hopefully we'll get something. So Right, I would think so, as we should. Yeah. And and hopefully like in 10 years, well, since he was 90, we'll get the, the Ditko 100 book like we got the <laughs> right. Kirby and Eisner 100 right. stuff. So. Right, so, yep. Uh, okay. Is there a favorite work everybody has of his or anything that you would recommend to people checking out? Well, we we talked in the last episode of, of our previous episode about that epic Doctor Strange collection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a great place to start um, to start with Ditko because it's a character that most people now know. And then you can't go wrong with Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> that, that was the, I mean, yeah, you, some of that stuff, just like the, any of that early Marvel stuff that we've mm-hmm. talked about, how groundbreaking that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just remember, you know, I didn't read it. It was still pretty unusual. You know, I was reading comics mostly in the early to mid-70s. And, of course, you know, by that time, Spider-Man had been around 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. But it was still pretty shocking, you know, if to look back and realize, you know, that the vulture, the bad guy won. You know what I mean? That's something you <laughs> yeah. didn't really yeah. see, you know, mm-hmm. like in that era of comics. And, again, yeah. that was the whole Marvel house of ideas, you know, things that the the heroes that have the foibles you know all that stuff but to have the gut, bad guy you know to win yeah. in a battle you know mm-hmm. that was really unusual yeah. and I, and even with his art it's just like he drew a lanky Peter Parker oh yeah you know uh-huh. this is before John Romita it's like so it wasn't sort of a more buff sort no. of typical superhero right. physique for Spider Man no, mm-hmm. he was the skinny teen skinny teen yeah and there I can't remember I don't think it was the first appearance but there I remember reading a reprint of course of an early Doctor Octopus story. And I just remember there's one panel that always stood out for me where he's just kind of sitting on a rooftop 
it's just sort of a dumpy looking Doc Ock, mm-hmm. and, but it's just a really well done panel, and it's you know you can kind of see that in real life, mm-hmm. you yeah. know how that would be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. yeah, just pretty inspired, you know, and just the idea of doing the Spider Man and everything like that with that. And I think that was uh, one of the things that really connected, you know, doing Spider Man. Everybody could relate to being an awkward teenager, mm-hmm. and then to completely cover his face, you know, yeah. so you could imagine yourself being that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That was. That was uh, pretty much a stroke of genius. One of the best costume designs to this day, I think, in all of comics is the Spider-Man costume. All right. Anything else there? R.I.P. Steve Ditko. Yes, sir. Indeed. Um, Okay, the other thing we're going to talk about, we don't really too much talk about actual specific issues of comics. This is where we're going next, right? Yeah, Batman. Batman Batman 50. 50. Of course, the uh, purported and long built up to and long led up to wedding issue, uh, Batman number 50 and Tom King's run, uh, the uh, wedding of uh, Bruce Wayne slash Batman to Selina Kyle slash Catwoman. Mm-hmm. So, so um, this is episode 19 we're recording? Yes, it's yes. episode 19. So I've got 19, 18 episodes without swearing, right? right. Well, yeah, let's, okay. keep, let's keep that going. <laughs> right. I, don't want to bleep, I don't want to bleep anything out. So <laughs> <laughs> We have the non-explicit All tag right. on yeah. iTunes, so right. yeah. <laughs> sorry. So I take it you are not happy. Uh, I've been reading Batman consistently since 1992. Uh this is one of the bigger letdowns of mm-hmm. the time I've been reading this book. Right. And yes, usually, and the th- I'm not saying it's the worst story. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not. Mm-hmm. But the problem is when the biggest disappointments are like from the best creators. Yes. Kind of right. when they stumble. Yeah. And that's kind, of, more. that's kind of what this issue is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tom King's had a really good run on Batman mm-hmm. so far. He's had interviews lately kind of talking about this book where his big scheme is he will do a, probably a hundred issue run of Batman. So for him, he's halfway through this big story he's telling. Right. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Don't build this issue up the no. way you did. No. I assume we're going to say spoilers. Oh, oh yeah, spoilers. Because we're going to we're going to get it. Heavy. We're going to yes. get into this. Yeah, spoil this. Um, spoil cap number had, one. You had a whole bunch of lead up to this. You had the proposal, and then you had months before she answered. So it was issue. Th- it was in the thirties, right, where the, so. the proposal so. started. So we've had <laughs> at over, you know, nearly over twelve issues, yeah, and probably yeah. more than that. Of course, with with twice a month, I guess that's six months. But, right, uh, but, still. but still, and then you have the prelude issues that they did leading up to right. this. Yeah, prelude to the wedding, you know, yep. which were all you know basically filler Mm -hmm. Uh, and the thing is this isn't a bad issue it's a bad it's a bad ending to the story though and for as much build up and like we talked we kind of hinted at on our last episode marvel just did a fake out wedding a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. that upset people Mm -hmm. Uh, now dc has done it where catwoman sort of leaves batman at the altar Mm -hmm. or the rooftop i guess technically runaway bride yep and i'm like I just why why have this why have this build up if this is where you're going with it I don't know it go ahead I just uh, yeah you're just yeah lost for words yeah, well, no I mean, I've got yeah. some things but you go ahead yeah no it, it's just like to me I mean like Dan said it's hard to it's not that it's a bad issue it's just a it's I don't know I really like the way it was done the way the story was told I just don't like the way the story was you right. know what I mean I mean to frame it within you know the letters 
that Bruce and Selena left for mm-hmm. each other, you know, to frame it in a back and forth, and you're reading hers, you read his, you get that kind of side of the story, um, was pretty brilliant. There was some, I mean, this ended up being, it was kind of jarring. I guess it's like a pinup book that nobody really asked for. Yeah. Well, you know, me you know, and Scott were kind of talking about that beforehand, and DC has a sort of history of doing that in their big anniversary issues where mm-hmm. they put pinups throughout it and stuff right. like that. And so it's like, okay, I can see that. Right. But that's not what this is. This no. is a fake out. Right. No. They're trying yeah. to give it that sort of mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. that you normally see in these big DC books, but that's not what this is. So it really feels like a waste. Right. When they did that. Because right. you know, you've got, you, t- you have Frank Miller Doing a page in doing this book. Page in the right. book yeah. Is yeah. this a book that you think needed Frank Miller doing a page in? No. No. You no. know? Right. Yeah. And some other really good Batman artists in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Anybody that seemed to have any kind of significant role in the Batman storytelling in the last, you know, you know 20 years, yeah. maybe. Yeah. You know, had a, had a page. So yeah. this, this to me is the worst Tom King story that I've ever read. Mm-hmm. I was extremely disappointed. Um, you know, it definitely was a whole runaway bride thing. Now, you know, you mentioned again that he's got this 100, you know, issue arc or something planned out. And is this something they're maybe going to revisit at I, some point? I hope I, not. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, at this I point, they better not. I don't. Because, I don't want them to. At yeah, this point. yeah. We don't right. want to go. We don't want another 12, 20 issue buildup for something, and then mm-hmm. you know, say yeah. what the heck? You know, hey, what's going yeah. on? And even if they do get married, now I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because that, that's right. the thing. Leading up to this, I'm like, okay. It's comic books. This isn't going to be forever. Sure. But you've got a character that's going to be 80 years old next year. Mm-hmm. This will give them the chance to tell different kinds of exactly. stories. And, uh, and, and I, we know at some point in the future, if this had actually happened, mm-hmm. something would come along and they right. would end so that wedding and they, sure. would, they would mm-hmm. do rebirth too, or, you know, the, yeah, or you know, the new crisis. The new deal with wedding, Mephisto. Or, or, yeah, right. <laughs> right. But it's but, just like in that time period, though, we could have some really good cool stories. stories yeah. You know? yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, something different. You right. know, I mean, I think that was the other thing that really disappointed me about this was the fact that. It just drives home that point that you really can't do anything new, new right. yep. with this character without upending and just doing away with everybody's whole concept. Of it. Would it not have been more challenging to Tom mm-hmm. King, you know, to write some stories where maybe Batman is happy for a few right. issues? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? How, and then the strain that it puts on the relationship because that mm-hmm. one prelude to the wedding with the. Uh, at the end where Damien's interacting with Selena. Right, yeah. And they're like basically saying, hey, we're in a house of goody goodies. You got my back, I got yours, because right. I'm not going to be good all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's interesting. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And could we have not had a little Innocent. bit of that going on before something happens? Yep. So know? much, man, like even, I'm going to say post-crisis, mm-hmm. they've done so much to build up sort of Batman and his surrogate family. Mm-hmm. Right. This was the missing piece of the family, mm-hmm. you know. And don't tell me you couldn't do some good Batman, Catwoman, Harley, Joker stories. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I always feel like that's something they should have played up with Harley Quinn is that Joker has somebody, and on some level he knows Batman doesn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I always feel like that's something they should have played up with that relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could have done some really cool stories with that now. Right. I I did not like all the pinups. In yeah. this, I, yeah. you know, to me, that should have been back of the book type thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this issue without the pinups, all that text that was on those pages. I mean, we're, you know, you, you're looking at an, maybe an eight page story, if that, if you just remove some of the pinups were completely 
unrelated to the story. What's Superman and Lois Lane doing in a in one of these pinups? Well, I think that was a flashback to a story they just but, did where they were yeah. like, you know, it's sort of like a history Double of their relationship. Yeah, but this is not a this is not a Superman Lois. This is this is supposed to have been focusing on Batman. I mm-hmm. just I just didn't care for that the whole letter thing. You know, we had you the, didn't we like had the co- it felt too much like the the color books that we had from Jeff Loeb and Tin Sale, where you know you had Peter Parker writing. Of course, it was to a dead Gwen Stacy. You mm-hmm. had you had a, a Matt Murdock writing to a dead Karen Page, mm-hmm. but it was it was you know that whole communicating through letters type of a thing that you know we've we've seen we've kind of seen that before. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, this was really again just the I was just so disappointed in this book. It's my least favorite thing I've ever read from Tom King. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I guess the, the okay. So I'll, two uh, to me there were well there was one positive thing from this and we did have an and this was in one of the non pinup pages we did have a nice moment finally between Bruce Wayne yes, and Alfred. Alfred. So yeah. I did I did like that an yeah. acknowledgement of Alfred's role that he's played in mm-hmm. Batman's life. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I, I want to say some more about the last page, but let's let's you know finish talking about the actual wedding stuff before yeah. we get to there. So. so. I, mean, I don't know what else there is to say. You know, I, I mean, mean, it's just like it's so the, much hype. Yeah, so much yeah. hype, and so well, no payoff. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, like, they, it, you, kn- mm-hmm. you knew it's not gonna last. You know it's right. not. But especially, do something especially with these, with especially with these characters, yeah. it makes right. sense that it wouldn't last. Absolutely. You know, no one's gonna throw a fit when they separate, well, yeah, separate I mean, or whatever. Yeah, and that's yeah. the realization that Selena comes to for whatever reason <laughs> yeah, yeah. that this can't be. Yeah. You know, he's not yeah. gonna be who he is if he's happy and all this stuff, and it's just yeah, like, it's such so. a such a cop out. It, exactly. That. And yeah. the whole premise to me, this is another bad premise that. Bruce Wayne Batman is going to rely on a drunk Justice of the Peace no. not remembering <laughs> that he got them married the night before that this is so dumb it's not I've, like you can, if only you could go on the internet and get yeah, like, right. a license to perform yeah. marriages does Martian Manhunter not have an identity where he's a priest or something right. yeah. Yeah, you know like, if, it, if it's not going to be official that the paperwork done then just have a ceremony and, and be done with it right. yeah. it's like oh blah. yeah exactly yeah this is just yeah, yeah. And Somebody wanting to have it both ways. Yep. yep. And then, yeah, it was it was pretty disappointing. And then, are we ready to talk about the last page, the, the reveal? Yeah, I got nothing to say about the rest of the okay, issue. Yeah. So, yeah. Is there so. anything else you want to? Add? I mean, the only other thing I really want to mention on this is sort of the fallout where I was really looking forward to Joel Jones' Catwoman book, uh-huh. and now oh, it's yeah. just yeah, who now, cares? Yeah, now it's like okay, so now we've have another Catwoman book where it's not the status quo for Catwoman. Mm-hmm. It's some she's on the run, she's staying away from him. Right? Who cares? Right? Why do I need to I read know, this book now? And then now? even when you when that book hits the shelves you know what i mean the catwoman number one hits the shelves the same week as batman 50 just reading the text that's been added to the art yeah do you kind of not know it you know what i mean uh i just thought that was not good you know but yeah just kind of nothing good but then the you gonna add something? No, no. I'm, I'm on. The, I'm just turned to the last page just to yeah. talk about talk about that a little bit. Gotcha. In case so else. then, after all this, we go to the last page, or it's revealed. First of all, why was Holly in Arkham? Uh, because Catwoman had taken the blame, blame for, for some murders mm-hmm. okay. that Harley had committed. They had to resolve that before they would get married for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Okay. So Holly is in prison for that now. For the murders. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So Selena okay, was taken. This was, was part, this was part okay. of the engagement. Why would this she was, be in there? She's a petty thief. Yeah, yeah this yeah, was yeah, part blah, of the blah, engagement blah. story. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So Selena had, that's the reason why they're quote unquote such good friends is because Selena had really kind of 
for a long time was taking the fall for mm. this character. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And then you get this big, so it's like we get this big betrayal here at the mm. end. So we're mm. back in, we're back in Arkham Asylum and we have her kneeling before Bane mm-hmm. um, and basically saying, you know, hey, the bat is broken, which I guess is tying back towards the first volume right. of the Tom the, King uh, Batman Bane. series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So which it's was all, a really good story. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. now it looks like has Bane masterminded everything over these last 50 issues. Maybe. Because so. now we have Joker and Riddler standing side by side mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when we had the War of Jokes and Riddles story where apparently they were at each other's throats, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which predates Tom King's run, supposedly. <laughs> so how long has Bane been planning this? Yeah. But we also have Gotham, Gotham Girl, Girl yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, with um, with uh, was a Psycho Pirate, right? Yeah, Having Psycho Pirate. Helped her with her, but apparently there's something else going on there. So and and hugo strange and and all that so yeah it's uh here's the, my thing yeah. how is flashpoint and why is flashpoint batman, batman here? here what does that mean because i don't remember him being a part of this at any point okay is that yeah, well, he does have the red eyes doesn't he yeah, yeah he's got yeah, the, the circle, circle around, around the back so that's the and that's thomas that's yeah. wayne yeah i guess right, unless yeah. this is something they're sneaking in here i don't know what that's about unless it's a shape changer or something i, I don't but know why but, maybe changing yeah. into that yeah like a character who's not supposed to exist anymore so so this does lead to some promise down the road for this batman title or mm-hmm. you know so there's something interesting there but oh i also want to point out that skeet's uh, booster gold's robot is also in this panel so I assume that ties into the oh. Booster Gold story right before this, too. I haven't read that yet. Yeah, so. I don't know how that works in, if he has corrupted oh, Skeets yeah. somehow or how that works. Well, I haven't read a few issues leading up to this because I just right. I was on the fifth volume of Batman. So I don't know if I've read volume six and then this would be part of volume yeah. seven. So there are some things that I, you know, I miss not, you know, that's the downside of reading an issue. When right. you read out of trades, is you come along and read a single issue and you miss some stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tom King definitely has some work to do to yeah. uh, kind of undo what he, you know, what mm-hmm. he did on this. Uh, hopefully we do get a cool story from Bane, you know, with, out of all this, but I don't know. Disenchanted, is yes. that what you call yourself? Yes. I, would, mm-hmm. I think the only way this could be worse is if it turned out this was just a long scam by Selena to rob Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm glad they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, ugh. And then, Why of course, bother? Selena reveals Bruce Wayne's identity to this to to her. Well, you it know, sounds yeah. like she's already known. Yeah, but, yeah, back so, in the day. but mm-hmm. still, but that again, was a big breach of trust. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Anyway. yeah. Well, I think that might go back to like year one or something, even <laughs> yeah. from what they're saying in here, so... Huh. I would say even yeah. before their relationship, probably. Goodness. So, anyway, I don't know if we're going to rate these or not. But it, it, we can. It doesn't matter to me. So, it's one. This is one thing bad about like comic ratings uh-huh. is that like so like my rating for this is a very good minus, which mm-hmm. sounds like that like to somebody right. hearing that that says, right. well, that's not too terrible. You must have kind of liked it, but no, that's yeah. like a 3.5. Look at, look at the right. scale. Yeah, that's a 3.5. So yeah. that's 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 my ranking on it is a very good minus. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say good. Yeah, on this. And I was, I'm real close to being there. It was a disappointment. Um, And Uh, and the thing is, too, for me, the biggest disappointments are from the talented creators. Yeah. You know, you know they've got a better story in them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just seemed lazy. Seemed cop out lazy. And just more of the more of the more of the, you know. I just wonder if editorial, editorial at DC kind of got in the the way or something. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I mean, if that's the case, why did we even have this story to begin with? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do it. 
Yeah. Money, money, uh, money, there's, money. There's that, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Dan on that one. Just give it a good, which again, good in rating comics is right. not good. Not gotten not a good, great. no. That's as good as a 2.0. So. Right. Yeah. Out of, so, out of 10. Out yeah, of 10. Two out of 10. On a 10 scale. So. so oh, boy. Not, uh, not fans here, so. All right, the uh, the next book. A little, a little better, yeah. A little yeah. better. Here. A little better. Okay. <laughs> well, if you want to talk about more of the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about Captain America number right. one. Yeah. We're going to talk about Captain which, America uh, number one. Which uh, Captain America number one is this? Oh, this no. is oh, the 2018 <laughs> yeah, Captain, Captain America number one. one. And I did, you know, because I didn't want to uh, mispronounce the name, so I did get online to make sure I would say the author's name right. And his name is actually pronounced pronounced Tanahasi. And I've always been saying it wrong. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, haven't we all? I think mm-hmm. I said Tanahasi. Yeah. I think I've said so many things, but I but I did read it and then I'm like, "Okay, is this for real or is he joking?" you know, cuz I was reading some articles by him, but I watched some YouTube interviews and that's how he he said it is Tanahasi Coates. Okay. So, he, this is his first issue of writing this with uh, Lionel Francis Yu on art mm-hmm. and uh, again, this is coming and I will admit Ashamedly, well, now that the and the one trade of Wade's run is out, in uh, in in cap, so I'm going to give that a read. But I have not read any Captain America in a long time. This is the first mm-hmm. issue I've read in a long time. Didn't read any of Wade's, so uh, I did uh, read this issue, and so I don't have a lot of frame of reference other than to the Brew Baker, you know, mm-hmm. runs the probably the last solid stuff I've read of it. So I don't feel like you with cap you don't as long as you know that right. there was some fallout basically all you need to know going into this is that mm-hmm. there was a lot of fallout from secret empire mm-hmm. so we had a fake captain america fooled the nation and the real cap comes back and now cap is having to kind of rebuild his reputation which mm-hmm. i to me seems kind of silly that he's like people saying, oh we can't trust captain america anymore because there was a fake captain america for a while mm-hmm. but that's kind of the premise that this is, is sort of built on so mm-hmm. And by the way, the Secret Empire storyline was actually pretty solid. So, so if you haven't read okay. that, read that. That was, that was Hydra Cap. Yes, that was Hydra Cap. Secret yeah. Empire, so, yeah. yeah. So, which made big news again because right. you know that's what Marvel does too. Mm-hmm. Well, Secret Secret Empire was the resolution of Hydra Cap story, which right. started back in another Cap number one, yeah. mm-hmm. whenever that one was, twenty fifteen or <laughs> whatever right. that Captain America number one was. So. Gotcha. So, <laughs> so th- I know kind of interesting that these two books were chosen because batman i would say is dan's favorite character right right and mm-hmm. captain america's absolutely my favorite yeah character. scott's yeah. favorite character so I it's kind of cool that i will say it. i will give them points for coming out with captain america number one on the fourth of july oh, yeah, that was like there. that was yeah. called i had to get it in the store and get it on that day <laughs> right so yeah. and it was worth the trip over here to campus comics to right. pick it up off the shelf <laughs> <laughs> on the fourth of july on the fourth of july go. so got to hang out on independence day, day. Yep. that's right <laughs> so so Scott, being your favorite character. Okay, I'll just go, and you guys just yeah, interrupt me when in. you want to interrupt mm-hmm. me. So, um, all right. So, I think under the so the current social climate that there is in the United States, along with the fallout from the Secret Empire um, storyline, that this is a good book to have Tanahasi Coates on mm-hmm. at this time. I think there's a real good chance for him to, you know, do what he does as far as as far as you know how he writes now. This issue to me was a little slow. It's very slow moving. Um, I feel like you need to have read the free comic book day Captain America story to really, otherwise you're just sort of thrown into a fight. You don't know what's going on or how that fight uh, started or anything. Um, 
my I was a little concerned about this book, mm-hmm. um, but I do not feel like Cap was portrayed at all out of character. Mm-hmm. So that was that was my big concern. You know, I, I don't want them. I don't want Ta-Nehisi Coates to you know change Cap too much. There's a certain way that Captain America should be written, and I feel like he he honored the legacy and the history uh, of of the character. So. Um, you know, kind of just jumping straight in, um, you know, it starts off of all places in Russia with, with Hydra. And it's kind of funny. I actually had some trouble um, identifying some characters. And I'm even at this point not sure who a couple of characters are. So we have this blonde in the back of a Hydra vehicle on page one. And mm-hmm. I, I, at first I thought it was Sharon Carter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, here's Sharon Carter. Well, I learned very quickly when she starts talking about Mother Russia. Okay, that's not Sharon Carter <laughs> anymore. So, <laughs> so then, you know, we, you know, meet up with some lone figure on this mm-hmm. uh, frozen winter road um, dressed all in black. And then I thought, oh, okay, so, like, it's jumping over to, like, page, I don't know what page I'm on right now, um, probably about, like, page seven. It's like, okay, so it was a blonde, so maybe it was Emma Frost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought this was the, the black, queen black queen from the Hellfire Club. Uh, but, no, I don't think that that's who that is. So, at this point, I really don't know who these two characters are. And maybe mm-hmm. they're – I guess I'm assuming that they're new characters. Right. Do either of you well, have any ideas? The Cersei, they said. Cersei? Yeah. Mm. I thought that's what they said, the one in the black. I thought I thought she was I the next was main character. Selene. I thought yeah, it was Selene. No, Selene. Maybe I'm getting confused. Yeah, Selene. Yeah. Selene. Alexa. Okay. Was it somebody called somebody Alexa something, yeah. didn't she? So I thought she was an X Men character. Well, but, I could but that be would wrong. be. I mean, because I mean, that's why I thought at that point I thought yeah. it might be the Black Queen. Right. Uh, so, but I'm still not 100 percent sure who these characters are. The power set seems similar, mm-hmm. but it's been a while since I've read that character uh, in X Men. So I, I couldn't. I wouldn't. You know, bet money on it or stake right. my life right. on it or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so now we finally get to the on page like nine of the book where we have the the um, continuation of that free comic book day story where we have the nuke program, which right. you know it was out of Born Again. Frank Miller's Born Again, so I thought this was a nice you know throwback, and they even kind of kind of ha- allude to that where Cap says, "Oh, in the past, I've been able to talk to these guys." Right. You know, or and of course in the past it was talk to that guy. Now it's right. a whole program. Mm-hmm. You know, no, not this nukes. guy, but guys like him. Yeah, yeah. Like that, mm-hmm. yeah. Are they are these clones? No, or I think are these, these are just guys they've recruited. These are guys. These are guys that they've recruited. Recruited apparently have cyborg enhanced, and they've put them on the red and blue pills, just okay. like what the. Well, they, I don't think they ever show them you using the red and blue pills oh. like they did in, uh, like they did in Born Again or in the you know whenever they had Nuke in the Netflix um, Jessica Jones series. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's but, the here's the other thing too about the pills. Didn't they at some point come out and admit those were placebos? That they were giving him, they may have. I think I that might have been that might have been on like Wolverine Origins or okay. something. I think years ago I read. Mm-hmm. So who knows if that's yeah. even still the thing? <laughs> um, so, but anyway, so I thought that was a good you know throwback to to you know the Frank Miller story, and and I I, I think this is a good fit as a quote unquote villain for oh, Captain yeah. America Definitely at this seems time. Like a good villain because you know it's kind of like you have the competing ideas i mean it's and it's pretty clear whose idea is right here i mean definitely caps over the nuke program but but uh there you have it you get a little paranoia from uh from uh winter soldier bucky because you know he cap had got some stark tech that would help him with cyborgs well guess what you know bucky yeah. is sort of a cyborg yeah. now too um 
what else do I got here? Um, page uh, page 13, which I can't remember what it is, but um, gosh, and of course, there's not page numbers in here. Right. But anyway, I think it's where we're getting the um, the theme for this is basically it's Caps at some point is going to have to rebuild you know his image mm -hmm. um, and at the towards the very end of the store we have cap talking to the the boy you know of the father who was shot and uh this is basically how cap feels like he's gonna have to do it. it's gonna have to be one person at a time huh. so um there's not gonna be a whole lot of you know rousing speeches because well rousing speeches is what he did in secret empire and that's how he got the he got to where he was at yeah well not how he, the, right, right. The country perceived that he got them. Mm -hmm. uh, or his to, reputation. Yeah, exactly. Right. So um, I'm yeah. a little, I wish they would de-age Sharon Carter. Yeah, that threw know? me. Because um, mm -hmm. that came out, that goes all the way back to the Rick Remender uh, cap story where he goes into, um, oh, oh gosh, yeah. Zone, I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, like in an alternate universe, and time passes, a, mm -hmm. a lot of time passes there, but very and little old time. Old Steve Rogers. Old Steve back. Rogers came yeah. back. Old Sharon Carter came back. Mm -hmm. back. Steve Rogers is now de-aged, but Sharon Carter is still I old even, Sharon Carter. Yeah, so. I hadn't uh, put that together because at first it was just like, is she is she older? Is they mm -hmm. just drawn her? You know, because oh, Lionel yeah. Francis used art. You know, it's kind of yeah. has just those lines a lot. Yep. You know, yeah. kind of like what Frank quietly does. Where yeah. he puts a lot of detail and that kind of ages the characters. Right. Yeah. So I, I wasn't sure, but then yeah, she, whenever they're sitting there talking together, and she says, you know, I didn't get a new body, basically yes. like, you <laughs> yeah, like you did. Yeah. yeah. You know. So okay, I said. So Would you think he could figure thing. something out for her? Just well, saying. yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has I, friends who are gods. Yeah. So yeah. Someone can help him with this. But uh, sure. but at some point they're gonna ha they're gonna have to either they're gonna have to do something with that because mm -hmm. Cap needs in my opinion Steve Rogers needs to be with Sharon Carter so that's why can't why can't they just be together why you gotta be all ageist about it I'm gonna be all <laughs> ageist about it <laughs> we we can talk more about that whole ageist thing when we get to the when we get to when we get to the Cage uh, Netflix right, series right. as well oh, so yeah. so yeah. anyway so. Yeah. But uh, so, so I think overall it's a pretty good start, start. to his run. Okay. You know, I I'm giving it the benefit of a doubt that at this point, mm -hmm. I, you know, I like it. I want to I will keep reading it cuz I'd probably read Captain America regardless. I definitely am not dreading reading the next the first trade of this story. Mm -hmm. Um so I am looking forward to it uh moving forward. So and hopefully figure out who the heck you know, these people these, are these people are and then you know then at the end i thought so, well maybe it's madam hydra because she yeah, was all in, looked like she was too. all in green but uh, like no yeah, she's not black. she's not viper because yeah, he doesn't have no. the one eye covered mm -hmm. up but uh, so yeah so whenever you're talking about reading the free comic book day book it's the nuke program it's these the other program. people weren't in that this no is yeah just it's just the nuke yeah it people. was basically okay. the nuke program and they're jumping out of the choppers and then that's where that this takes, takes off okay man in this one it's like i know i read that but i can barely remember that now for some reason hmm. yeah and and i you know if i if i hadn't had read that i think i would have been a little bit more lost than even and even as lost as i was a couple of times mm -hmm. in this book i would have been even more lost i think okay. so right but uh, huh. yeah so anyway what would i leave out um <laughs> i guess we didn't talk about thunderbolt ross showing up right yeah, he so. shows shows up i mean i think this book to me it really I don't know if it's just being out of touch with the character and having not read Wade or read anything since, you know, the Winter Soldier stuff and Brubaker's run and right. all that stuff. But, I mean, this could – whereas the Batman issue elicited a response from emotional with me. This really did nothing. Yeah. You know, did nothing for me. So I don't know if that's due – 
I'm not saying that's due to his writing, if that's just the place that I'm at with this character, you know, but I mean, it really just kind of felt meh, you know, yeah. like to me. Yeah. But, uh, I've read Wade's run, mm-hmm. and this has got nothing to do with Wade's run. Okay. So not reading that so won't, won't, won't okay. affect this at all. I just meant by comparison. Right. You know, would I be mm-hmm. super disappointed in this if I had read Wade's run? Would I? Well, not? that's I that's kind of where I'm at with oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, I really enjoyed Wade's run. Uh, I only read Captain America when there's like a really strong team on it. Uh, I felt like that. I mean, I'll say that's it's not fair to this book and to the creators, but that's kind of where I'm at with this. Where I really loved that run. Mm-hmm. I wish it were still going on. I know it's not, but that's kind of what I want right now, and that's not what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't think I should. We should judge things based on what they're not. Right. You know, yeah. that's not that's not fair to the people <laughs> right. creating it. But that's that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like. Having a new cap book come out on the Fourth of July with an Alex Ross cover should have, you know, got me into it more a than it did. A little bit more excited. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I've been see, I've been reading Ta-Nehisi Coates on Black Panther, mm-hmm. and I have been enjoying that. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm okay with a, a slow build-up story. You know, how well I ultimately like this comic book is going to depend on the next five, six right. issues. Yeah. yeah, you know, I could, I I am okay with it now, mm-hmm. but you know, I could say all oh, this this whole arc sucks right. based on what right. happens next yeah. or it could it could well, really go someplace well, I'll, so i tell you what this is missing for me is we've just got a story with cap fighting hydra fighting characters we've seen before mm-hmm. there's no hail hydra moment in this book <laughs> to really grab me like some of the other stories have mm-hmm. and for the first issue and i realize it's decompressed storytelling there's writing for trades now mm-hmm. but this is a first issue of a book that was oh, uh, five dollars. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like you got to give me something to get me to come yeah. back next Number month. Two. Yeah. You know? Well, of course, they're replacing Hydra. Part of this story is they're rela- replacing Hydra with what they call the elites, the power elite, mm-hmm. distrusted by a nation right. that seems to have lost faith in him. Steve Rogers is a man out of time and out of options. Where can a now unsanctioned Captain America turn for aid and assistance in order to stem the rise of the cabal of influence brokers known as the power elite? And this is this is on the very last page, which has that terrible Alex Ross. Uh, image of Captain America, but uh, we want to, then here's the, and this is something you know we probably should have talked about. We want to hear from you. Write us at mh or mheroes at marvel.com and mark your letters okay to print for a chance to see them answered in future. Dem- oh, that's just the letter pages, but mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. So they're so they're kind of replacing Hydra with this right. power elite. Mm-hmm. So instead of getting the Hell Hydra moment, you get the and I will devour two, whatever he says, you know, cut off one head right. and she says, I will devour two. Right. right. So I that they're kind of moving into a, a different direction a little bit there. So gotcha. I don't know. And I think too, you know, comparing, you know, we just talked about Batman fifty, talk about this, you know, we're at the front end of this, mm-hmm. you know, whereas with Batman fifty, right, the for problem sure. the, the reason you get that emotional impact is because you're coming off of forty nine other issues, right. basically a build up to a uh-huh. story where you're absolutely let down on. Right. Whereas with this one, this is a dawn of a, a new era, and it's probably just a little too early to tell. But, you know, since I read this, and I'll probably keep reading it, you know, and just at least, you know, form an opinion. Because right well, now, it's, I just not, really yeah. it's not going to keep me from picking up the trade. Well, so, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So I get I gave it I gave it a fine, which is six mm-hmm. zero. Um, but again, that could actually go down if the if it doesn't pay off, or it could go up a little bit if there's a. If once I understand who these characters are, it could say, oh well, that makes a whole lot more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Now, so. Right. So I'll go very good with it. Uh, it just didn't really grab me either way. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. uh, I I won't pick up the second issue. 
I'm buying too many books now to get anything that's just bleh. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, it's like mm-hmm. either get me really excited about it or get me real upset about it, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it didn't do either. Right. And I'll probably give it a fine, too, you know. I was I was, I was fine with it, you know what I mean? Right. You know, I mean, I, I, it was... It was decent. I didn't. Want, I didn't hate it and want to stop reading it or anything. It's just kind of like I said. I'm kind of, you know, not attached, emotionally invested in the character at this point. So, but it was good enough to make me see. Yeah, I'll see where this is going. You know, make it did make me kind of want to read some more Cap. You know what I mean? So, I mean, maybe it did that. So, maybe read some other stories. So, I think that's kind of where we're at on that. All right, are we down to the last one, yeah, or is Ant-Man, there something else you want to do? No, nah, Ant Man Wasp. About, okay. Let's go, unless there was something else you guys want to nope, talk about. I think I'm good. Yeah. Ant-Man and Wasp, we finally, we did see it. I actually didn't laze about and wait for <laughs> weeks to pass before I did it. I went to see it just a couple of days before we recorded this, and I know Dan just came I off just of it. I just saw it a few hours before we recorded <laughs> this. So. Fresh in your mind. Yeah, I was able to do that this time. Right. Have you seen it once, twice? I've just seen it once. Oh, okay. So just seen this one once. I wouldn't mind seeing it again, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. I, uh, I at this point I've just seen it once. So. Oh, okay. Um, All right. So, initial thoughts. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, the okay. Of course, spoilers, but sure, uh, you know, I was surprised whenever I saw Ghost in the trailers, how excited I got to see that character because this is really a, a he's, this character is a non-factor in the actual Marvel universe. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, that actually, you know, was pretty interesting. And then, of course, you find out later on that it's not really the, the ghost character from Iron, you know, the Iron Man books. We've got a, a female ghost character. And uh, the, the actress, Hannah John Kamen, um, I, I really enjoyed Ghost on the screen. I thought she had a good backstory. I thought mm-hmm. she had a good motivation about why she was doing what it was. Mm-hmm. I thought the special effects for the ghost oh, effects the were really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought that was really, really cool. And, uh-huh. how, and how she was able to use those powers in combat. There's a really, really great fight scene between her and and wasp mm-hmm. um so so yeah i just i yeah. i really I, kind of enjoyed this movie from, from the first one i really liked the first one i liked the ant-man solo movie i mm-hmm. liked it a lot it was a lot of fun but um i think that was the one of the big differences to me on this i really thought that this one really upped the action sequences mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. not to the point where it's like frenetic or crazy mm-hmm. or too much but i thought the fight sequences were well choreographed they yes. were interesting yes there was a lot of great chase scenes just the way the they use the fluctuation in size during right. the fighting in and out and doing all this and the way ghost used her powers mm-hmm. during that it was really entertaining that's one of the things that the marvel movies right now for sure have over the dc movies mm-hmm. is that like okay so the first Ant-Man movie was a bank heist movie mm-hmm. set with superheroes. Right. Captain America Winter Soldier is a spy movie mm-hmm. set with superheroes. Correct. This Ant-Man and Wasp movie is basically a car chase mm-hmm. set with superheroes. Mm-hmm. You know, So you can do so much with these characters. It's mm-hmm. not, it doesn't just have to be a superhero movie. And just a slugfest. It, it can yeah, do right. other things you can do going it. on. And that's, and I mean, it's just like Homecoming was a teen rom-com mm-hmm. movie, you yeah. know, like a John Hughes movie with superheroes. Yeah, so you know? they can do so much. It's just mm-hmm. that's the advantage that they have over yeah. DC. Yeah, right. <laughs> Crossing all those genres. Yeah. <laughs> back, just back to the ghost effects real quick. I feel like it also really differentiate, differentiates her from the Vision. Yes. You know, uh-huh. who has a very similar ability, but mm-hmm. it looks completely different. It's a lot more erratic, and that kind of ties into the story. Mm-hmm. 
but I feel like they just did a really good job of kind of differentiating that, you know, from mm-hmm. something that we have seen from them. Oh, yeah. The way you'd, she'd just be walking and you'd see one image of her and then a blur yeah. and another. Well, like some, and so it's so some, cool. yeah, you see yeah. sort of like a future image of yeah, her. Yeah, uh, where she was going and where she's of, been. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really well done. And again, nobody is super into ghosts. No, no one's right. going to be complaining that this isn't my this ghost. Isn't my ghost. Yeah. Oh, there's those, that person is out there. Uh, so. That person yeah. can <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> They're, they're, be happy you're getting ghost in a movie. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know. Well, right. they just, I mean, I can't imagine that there could have been any better portrayal of that character oh, yeah, in, I really in, like in a movie at all. I mean, that's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, and can I just away. say one thing? It's about time we get Walton Goggins in a Marvel movie. I mean, did you not like him? I like Walton Goggins. I've really wanted him for like a super villain role. Uh, like right. I, I not like that he's street, in the, yeah, yeah, I just don't want the street level suit guy. Gotcha. Uh, in my perfect world where I get to make it superhero movies, <laughs> he would be the parasite. I think oh, he'd yeah. be a great parasite for mm-hmm. a Superman movie. I realize yeah. that'll probably never happen, mm-hmm. but I would really like to see him in a you know more super traditional supervillain role. Gotcha. But yeah, I love that he's there. Mm-hmm. If they had to have somebody in there, I'm glad it's him. Right. You know, I really like that actor. It's cool seeing him pop up somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was super impressed with Evangeline Lilly uh-huh. in this. I- I, I, every single scene that she was in, I thought that she owned that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was, she definitely stepped her game up from the first. Oh, one. yeah, was, absolutely. Yeah. I, and the her fight scenes and as how she, I, I was, I was, she was one of the characters I was most hesitant about mm-hmm. uh, going into this. I was starting to get excited for this when they had the the one fight scene in the trailer of Wasp, you know, shape changing and flying and running down the knife and had the cool music in yeah. the background mm-hmm. and stuff going on. I wish they would have kept that music for the actual fight scene, that fight scene <laughs> in the movie, because the music music at that point was a little bit of a letdown from what it was in the trailer. Huh. But, uh, but yeah, she absolutely owned the owned mm-hmm. the screen whenever she was on it. So yeah. Right. Yeah, sort of like Magneto in the X-Men movies, it seems like filmmakers really have a lot of good creative ideas for this power mm-hmm. set. Mm-hmm. You know, with the size changing and the back and forth and going you know, subatomic to gigantic. You know, it seems like this is a, a power set that they can really kind of come up with creative visual things mm-hmm. to do with. Right. Speaking and, of the growing, I liked having Lawrence Fishburne in there. Oh, yeah, the, having the Goliath. Yeah. I just, I, I'm disappointed they didn't call him Black Goliath. Uh-huh. But at least, at least, at least, well, well, if you, if you want to check out Black Goliath, well, yes. though, we've got a set of them here at the, the store. Entirety. <laughs> we've got the whole run, <laughs> which was what four issues. Yeah, so I'm like, I have the Black <laughs> Goliath comic, but come check them out if you're yeah, interested. Sure. And, and like they had done in Black Panther, they had a younger relative of Lawrence Fishburne play the young Bill Foster. Oh, really? In the in the movie, yeah, I was trying to, yeah, it's like I don't. I mean, there's no telling. Was it? Yeah, because his name. Well, unless there's somebody else named Langston Fishburne that was playing young Bill, so the (laughs) actor who played. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was just more the de aging. No, it was. Yeah, it was actually a relative of Lawrence Fishburne. So yeah, yeah. That was. And I I really like it, you know, because I mean I keep harping on this, but it's always nice that, you know, really when they get through that first one and they don't feel necessary to have this like powered villains, you know what I mean? It's just like, this is so, so much more you can do it. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. so much more interesting and everything like that. And, but you know, she's still tied into that world though, too, you know, so it's still, it's still like personal stakes, which they always want in these movies, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty much any Hollywood superhero movie is going to have that anymore. Oh, sure. Yeah. But again, those understandable motivations, you know, that may be carrying them out. 
Speaking of, speaking of younger versions, though, that opening scene with uh, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. I thought that looked really good. Oh, that's great. You know, where they have sort of the CG'd younger mm-hmm. versions of them. Yep. Uh, it seems like they're really making strides with that technology, mm-hmm. which I know, uh, I think we've talked about before, Martin Scorsese wants that for his next uh, Irishman movie with De Niro and uh, Pesci and all them. Right. So we'll so, see where that goes. Well, yeah, I thought those CG effects were definitely better than the CG effects at the end of Infinity War 2 where yeah. you had the Hulk and mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, a war machine, you know, kind of yeah. how their artists looked wrong. That didn't look as bad right. as... You know, yeah, but even back in Civil War with the young Robert Downey Jr. and mm-hmm, all them, yeah. like all that looked really strong. Mm-hmm. Young know, Kurt Russell and Guardians. Guardians, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pretty. When do when pretty, do we get that technology? <laughs> really, yeah, <laughs> I do really, that. yeah. And I think too. I mean, I really think the MCU overall needed this movie after Infinity War, yeah, mm-hmm. which was a fantastic movie. Don't get me wrong, but we needed something this light. Lighthearted, well, romp light up until. Oh yeah, up until. <laughs> up until. Yeah. yeah. So, should we keep going with the lighter? We want to talk about the up until. Oh, uh, we'll get to it. Okay. Yeah. I did like the the whole truth serum thing. Oh, that was yeah, a little that funny. Was, that was oh, good. Yeah. And you know, we we get that, and I'm glad they didn't overuse that whole thing about you know with Lewis, right? You know, mm-hmm. going through the oh, I talked to this person, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad they said that once. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah, that scene. And I loved it when I saw that's what they were doing again. It didn't feel like we're just rehashing the, mm-hmm. what we did last time it's kind of a callback to that but mm-hmm. he's on the truth serum yep. too uh, yeah. and I, I laughed pretty hard in oh, the theater yeah. at that part yeah, michael mm-hmm. Payne is great in that part it's silly and goofy and yeah. kind of throwaways it is but uh, he has his moments i right? tell you what probably the other real big laugh for me was when uh scott has infiltrated the school and his yes. regulators malfunctioned and now he's oh, child size yeah. oh yeah when he gets back in the van <laughs> and michael douglas asks him how school was today and do you want a juice box <laughs> I was cracking up. That's like that's something me and my friends would do to each other if we were in that situation, you know. Oh yeah. So a few, a couple things I didn't like in this one: um, the whole Michelle Pfeiffer coming out of the microverse mm-hmm. and uh, magically it's, it's healing. Not, it's not the I microverse; know, it's the quantum realm. Well, I know. I heard. I heard there's legal reasons for that. Oh, actually, real, well, like, there, there might be if microverse is still part of Micronauts. Oh, that could be. That yeah, maybe the reason why. But okay, mm-hmm. so the excuse me, the quantum realm and magically healing ghosts. That was just a little <laughs> too convenient, yeah. you know, and like not even in, know who it is. Well, just touching but she her was and, absorbing quantum well, particles yeah. that whole time. There was just way well, too. That, well, that was that was why they were trying to get her though, right? Was because they thought she had the energy in it that would heal. Now they she went a more direct route as yes. to what they were planning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I didn't care for that. And then uh, the stepdad, you know, for for Cassie, oh. what he had no here, purpose buddy. in yeah. this movie yeah. at all. <laughs> and even and it's just like, what, I mean, I don't. Some sometimes stepdads don't, Scott. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's that's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Uh, they just they they yeah. should just cut those scenes out of there. Yeah. They didn't help the movie at all. Mm-hmm. So and it, it's not that they were they were just bad. They were bad scenes. They mm-hmm. were awkward bad. Well, scenes. I feel like that's part of just the reality of Scott's life. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> he has to deal with an ex-wife and mm-hmm. a stepdad with his daughter. You mm-hughs. know that kind of thing. Yeah, but I did, you, I you did, also did, see a, the stepdad and the dad being all huggy lovey mm-hmm. like that. Right. That's just you know, and I feel like most of that was on. Um, Bobby Cannavale's part, I can't remember his character's name, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't, yeah, I don't feel, I didn't see Scott reciprocating a lot no, in those scenes, no. yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
I did I did like the part at the beginning where him and his daughter are playing and they've made the sort of cardboard, cardboard fort. That, yeah. was, that was really cute. Mm. I thought that was a fun scene. Mm. <laughs> and his his yeah. ankle bracelet buster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So that so that's the thing then. He's not in Infinity War because, because he's under house arrest. Right. And yeah. we knew that in Infinity War, which I guess kind of goes okay, so we have the timeline about where this fits in with Infinity War. So mm-hmm. while he's under house arrest we know that that is, you know, could be anywhere before Infinity War. We have the mid credit scene, which we know has to take place at the same time mm-hmm. at the end right. of Infinity War. But we don't, don't know. Ex- I don't feel like that's too far after yeah, the movie. No, no. It seems right. like it should be pretty quick. And it's almost like within a few days. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I kind of feel like it's kind of pushing it a little bit for yeah, them to, to have built that technology. That, and then all of a sudden. A quantum tunnel is small enough to mm, fit in the van. Yeah. But so, but anyway. Well, I mean, is the it, minor quibble. It that's the thing. Is it the same quantum tunnel? It could yeah. be. It shrunk down. Shrunk down. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the timeline is a little iffy, but I think it fits for the, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so the mid credit scene, I guess it's going to explain why we will not see Ant-Man in Infinity War 2. Right. Unless it's a story point for Infinity War, War 2. I guess yeah. I, I'd yeah. say this probably we're not going to see. Yeah. Right. Because Infinity War 2 is an Avengers movie and he's not an Avenger, so I think, mm-hmm. unless it's just at the very end, you know. Right. But I don't think we'll I, see. I, I would imagine we'll see a few cameos at the end of that movie if, when people are being Conforted. restored and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I'll be surprised if they don't check in with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, we'll see. Yeah, because nobody's told us. Right. We're not yeah. on, we don't have the inside track on that, unfortunately. Yeah, not on his speed. Uh, talking about the end, though, where it does line up with Infinity War, right. where yeah. you realize why he can't communicate with them because they have all turned, all turned to ash. Mm-hmm. I heard there was a little girl very upset about that in my theater. <laughs> so right. Wow. So, yeah. Well, nobody was upset was, about it in my. Right. Because <laughs> you were the only one. Yeah, I was the only guy <laughs> in the theater when no. I saw it. So. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was sort of a bummer ending, and I think that's kind of why we get the after credits. The that post, we do. yeah, the post credit oh, yeah. scene. So yeah, so if you haven't seen it yet, two, one mid credits, one post credit scene. The mid credit is the Infinity War two tie in. Mm-hmm. The post credit, we get a little glimpse of what's going on in the world post snap. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the ant playing the drums again. So, yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a good, funny moment that mm-hmm. you probably needed because mm-hmm. that was a really bummer ending after yeah. the mid credits. Yeah, yeah, just like that's. Uh, and, and they as, did as, as, af, after such a fun guys, movie. Guys. Too, oh, yeah. You know, and now yeah. they're gone. And yeah. on this, and he's, and he's stranded. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they did make a uh, you know a comment like in some of the early previews, like stay for the scenes, the mm-hmm. after credit yeah. scenes, mm-hmm. because but you haven't heard them push that before. I mean, everybody knows, right. but I've never heard. Advertising you what, says you would, stay for you the would scene. think everybody knows. You when would, I saw Infinity War, mm-hmm. people were leaving, and I'm like, "What? It's ten years. Yeah. It's in <laughs> right. the it's Come in on. the logo now. It's ten. ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't know to stay for these movies unless mm-hmm. they just don't care and are going to watch it on YouTube in a week? Right. You know. Yeah. And, and then our Stanley cameo. So yeah. we got the shrunken car. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty brief, and you know, but yeah. So it it had it all. So I was. Yeah. I was pretty happy with it. I was so. too. A couple of minor quibbles, but overall, mm-hmm. I was thought it was a good movie. So, mm-hmm. all right. So, rating for me, I'd give it a very fine plus. You know, it's yeah, good, I'll, good solid movie. I'll give it a very fine. Mm-hmm. And that was a good fun movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had a very fine minus. You know, so I still mm-hmm. liked it. You know, I, you know, lots of other MCU movies I like more, but mm-hmm. uh, I definitely enjoyed it. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really. Think of many that I've liked, that I've enjoyed more. Not that they're yeah. not better, better movies, movies right. yeah. but as far as but enjoying, I was really, I was really surprised why they. I really thought they, and I loved the first movie, but I thought they really stepped up the game with this. Yeah. And I thought yeah. the mm-hmm. 
chemistry between Evangeline Lilly and Paul Rudd was a lot better in yeah. this one and a lot more solid. And well, and I, I just like I, said, was, I think Evangeline Lilly pulled Paul Rudd along in the, mm-hmm. in this movie. It was just yeah, she owned it, and I'm I've always been concerned about her as an actress. So I didn't think she was that great in Lost, and, mm-hmm. but man, she just she knocked it out of the park in this one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I'm speaking of, I just saw this movie a few hours right. ago, so it's still really fresh for me. Maybe I'll think of something later. I'm like, ah, just something to nitpick, but right. I, can't, I can't really imagine that right now. I'm in the habit now you know. of going home and writing down notes, and I keep right. a little notebook, and then as I think of other things, like, oh, I better write that down right. so I don't forget it. So, right. <laughs> so right. we can talk about it. Right. <laughs> okay, will that do it, gentlemen? That does it for me. So. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this podcast of the campus comics cast and we just uh, like to hear your feedback on any of these things we've talked about you know if you want to come in and hang out while dan's here on a saturday or whatever i'm usually here too unless i'm out working at a show or something mm-hmm. which we have a couple coming up yep. here we'll talk about here in just a sec as we go out but yeah, um, and, and even when we are away at that the store is still usually oh, open yeah. mm-hmm. so usually don't be afraid to come in there. yep so even if we got something going on we usually have somebody here keeping the keeping it going so love to hear from you like i said about any of this any of the other things we talked about you know in any other issue you know or episode of podcast with the preview stuff or anything you might be interested in you know just give us a call here at 618-457-6011 even better stop into the store at 816 east main street suite b tentatively we pretty much have the back room open again now we've got a lot of dollar books back there you know marvel and dc is ready to go through dan's very uh studiously working on getting yeah. through the indie books you know and then i always throw until i you know i throw a curve at him and walk in i've set some boxes of books <laughs> that i bought <laughs> so i have to start going through that again but um always adding new stuff to new bundles here at the store you know come in and get the details on how to start a pull list to stay current with all this stuff that we may be talking about on any of these podcasts and uh, reach out to us on facebook you know just that's campus comics is a facebook page just uh, message me through there and we get back to you as soon as we can so hope to see you or hear from you soon yeah upcoming conventions we got Uh, so campus comics and bird comics will be at bird comics con saturday august 18th Uh, there we've got don kramer as our featured Mm -hmm. guest along with uh, justin holman and uh, joe dodd and if you've never seen a gold record before hopefully justin holman will have his daredevil soundtrack gold record with him again this year so you can you can see one of those and then also september i think it's 29th and 30th right yes uh, saluki Saluki comic con Mm -hmm. both of us will will be there um trevor von eden black lighting co-creator super excited to get a chance to meet him hopefully we can sneak in an interview with him that would mm-hmm. be terrific and then have you talked about paducah yet are you still I'm, on the fence about I, that yeah, one no, i think i haven't gotten a hold of him but i think i'm going to do it okay yeah. so mm-hmm. hopefully both bird comics and campus comics will be at the paducah galaxy of heroes con which is october 3rd I think it's Saturday, October 13th. Mm-hmm. So you can search for any of those things on Facebook and get additional information about those. So Yeah, and well, the store will be participating in Batman Day this year, too, yes. right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll have some Batman stuff going Day on thing. here. Yeah. What day is that? that. Uh, I think, what was it, September 5th? That's it? What was yeah, it? And we just talked about it yeah, on the last episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so just go back and listen to that one. Yeah. September sometime so. some saturday some september. saturday in september it, it's not tied to any particular date for batman <laughs> no, for some reason yeah so all right so did you guys give your info or are we done uh, dan brown uh, you can find me online at detective 651 on twitter deviant art and wordpress 
Uh, Scott Reed, you can find me at bergcomics.com. I want to again mention my eBay store, stores.ebay.com slash bergcomics. I've been posting several hundred dollars worth of uh, books uh, daily here for the past several days, and hopefully we'll continue to do that for the next few days. So lots of new uh, products showing up on the eBay store. All right. Well, sounds great. Thanks again, gentlemen. Thanks to everybody that's listening to, and we ask, encourage you to uh, you know, subscribe to the podcast. And uh, we will <laughs> – private joke there. We will uh, talk to you next time. Until then.